and welcome to Euphoria, the podcast all about the great glam and garish from Eurovision past. My name is Roland Bonham, and as ever, I am joined by a woman who I'm sure will be bringing her best judgy wudgy self. It's the wonderful <laughs> Isabel Chilman. Hello, Isabel. Hi, Roland. Hi, you're right. You're right, love. Yes, I'm doing. I'm doing good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good too. It's nice to it's be back. It's been a little while, isn't it? Yeah, we had a bit bit of an extended, accidental extended break, didn't we? Uh, hello, but welcome back everyone else listening as well. Yeah, um, hi. We did put a message out. <laughs> Sorry if you didn't get the message and we're just waiting on the end of it. Isabel, do you want to give a brief overview of what the, the message was that we put out a while back? We uh, we just, uh, it was we were going to do our standard, have a couple of months off after Eurovision and then come back for six months and then have another couple of months off again or five months. Um, and then the two months kind of accidentally turned into <laughs> four months and neither of us had realized. And then yeah. I don't think it was until about the six month point where one of <laughs> or one of us went, oh, we used to do a podcast. <laughs> do, we, do we need to talk about this? Um, uh, are we, are we gonna yeah. do it again at some point? But it, basically yeah. we're just both very busy. And obviously, as you know, Roland is in New York. I am in London. So mm. it makes it a little bit difficult with the time difference. Neither of us are miserable and single and lonely anymore. Um, no. So we both we have, have <laughs> like, to spend time with. We, yeah, we have to actually, you know, spend time with them and not just ignore them. Yeah, uh, and yeah. talk about Eurovision the whole time. Yeah, they're not as interested in Eurovision as we are either. So <laughs> no, have to no. scale back the Eurovision chat somewhat. <laughs> but what we're going to do? Uh, so well, we're back. We're back now. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do what we did. Um, after Roland uh, left me for America, um, oh, which God. is we're still going to do it every other every other week. So every two yeah. weeks we're going to do an episode. Yeah. Um, from now up until just after Eurovision, and then we'll do a after Eurovision tie up episode, and then we're yep. gone again for at the worst in this time next year so we might do a couple of mini episodes we might if we um uh find ourselves single again uh next year (laughs) at some point if we both get dumped we might bring it back you'll know if the podcast comes back unexpectedly that something's gone terribly wrong in our relationships however this week isabel it's a very special week. We do it once every, we've done it three years in a row now and we weren't <laughs> gonna let it slip away this time. Uh, the uh, songs for the UK's uh, Euro, Eurovision You Decide have been released. And uh, what we're gonna do this week is we're gonna take a listen to all of them and Isabel and I are gonna do our best judgy wudgying for all of the songs. Before we do that, Isabel, Shall we, as tradition uh, tells us, we must. Shall we open up a little bottle of uh, something? Uh, yes, I'm just taking the foil off of my mini bottle of Prosecco. Ooh. Um, which is a screw top. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> it's one of those little baby ones. Do you think we'll get a ones. hiss? Do you think uh, we'll get a hiss it, when you open it? Let's have a listen. Let's have a listen. Go on, you try sec. yours. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a good hit, hiss, and, hiss and crack. I have a bottle of... Um, uh, it says red wine. Red, red <laughs> <There's>, wine. <laughs> it's from Australia, which oh. is in Eurovision. So, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Ready? Hold on. Hey! Oh, lovely. Ready for the glug? Mine's going as well. Mine's fizzing. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Cheers, mate. <laughs> cheers. Oh, chin chin. <laughs> cheers. Mm. Mm. I tell you what. I am glad the podcast, obviously I'm glad the podcast's back, but I'm very glad because it just gives me an excuse to get day drunk and listen to pop music. Like... Always great. <laughs> do you need an excuse to do that though? No, I, like I know really. Have to be you one. don't really. <laughs> what have you been up to over the last year? Anything they need to know about? Uh... Roland's got a girlfriend though. I got myself an American girlfriend. So, so you know, convert conversations about how we say different words differently you know and all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah going on but that's all Visa nice purposes also useful <laughs> well we haven't had that conversation yet so that's <laughs> i don't think she listens to the podcast she might no. do but there you go you know i mean you know further down the line might make things easier than just renewing every five years but lovely we haven't we haven't got there yet uh how about you you've got yourself 
a brand new boyfriend. Well, not brand new ah! now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's still reasonably new. He's newer than your bird. Yeah. yeah, he's all right. He's, he's, he's Italian. Oh, blimey. You've gone full Eurovision. Yeah. Committed your he, life he to He also the... says words in a funny way. My newest favourite... <laughs> Um, my favourite used to be um, that he there's no way to explain to an Italian person what goofball means um, <laughs> and when I first called him it his immediate response was what is gooseball you are gooseball um, so that stuck with me but my new favourite after hearing him say it a couple of days ago and I now make him say it about 20 times a day is um, how he pronounces Jamaica which Ooh. I don't even know if I can do justice to but it's kind of like Jamaica like it doesn't even sound <laughs> Italian I don't know what accent he is doing but- when he says it jamaica 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 (laughs) like it's gen it's genuinely how he thinks it is pronounced if that's if that's what entertains you then you know you've got a lifelong entertainment right there oh yeah he's great you're doing great i'll say his name daniele or danny hey daniele so i guess that's that's our personal news oh thank you to everyone who who has sent us emails and tweets and been worried about us or just encouraged us to come back. We do appreciate it. If you do want to get in touch with us, we are now open for business, uh, for any other business. Um, So uh, please do email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com. Or tweet us at euphoriacast on Twitter. All right. Shall we move on to some... Eurovision news. I've only got I've got a, I've got an update on a on a previous uh, episode that we did, oh. and actually at the time we said we were definitely going to give updates because it was very much uh, still me, ongoing. Baby. Yeah. So, Isabel, do you remember uh, one of our stories a while back now about the tale of Emin Agalarov, the mm. guy? Wasn't he <laughs> the, the one? The, the, dod- the dodgy one who had links to Trump. Yes, who was so a he. Bit of a shady character. <laughs> he sung in Azerbaijan's Eurovision halftime show and also yeah. sent those now infamous emails to Donald Trump Jr. about digging <gasps> yes. up dirt on Hillary Clinton on behalf of the Russian government. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah I remember. Well, well do the F- still... FBI remember as well? <laughs> well, I think they, <laughs> they probably. I think it, it's something to do with that. Yes, yes. He he's he is still pursuing the the pop star dream, however, and was actually planning on doing a big U.S. and Canada tour this year. Which, if he'd come to New York, I would have been very tempted to go to. <laughs> Although I would have ended up in some sort of FBI list, I'm sure, if I oh, if I'd actually sure, gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, however, Isabel, tragically for him, he has been forced to cancel. Would you Uh-oh. Would you like to to know why? Um, oh, oh my, um, because they wouldn't let him step foot in the country. Well, Isabel, they might let him step foot, step foot in the country, but the reason why is because he can't guarantee that he won't be arrested by the <laughs> Mueller investigation as soon as he lands in American territory. He, uh, he put out an Instagram video uh, uh, it, within which he said, due to circumstances beyond my control, I am forced to postpone my scheduled US and Canada tour. Basically, I've, put him in this po- I've been put in this position against my will. I bring my apologies to everyone who is looking forward to seeing us during those shows. We'll have more information for you soon. However- You haven't, put, you haven't, you haven't it hasn't happened against your will. No, If you no. have emailed- the son of the uh, the president of the the one of the most powerful countries in the world, yeah. saying, hey, "I've got some dirt on his opponent." Yeah. That's not against your will, babes. Like you have done that. Take ownership and responsibility for your actions. It does. It does get worse, Isabel, which is why you know I think he is very aware of his situation. So just <laughs> as a bit fucked. of yeah, well, a bit of background for for everyone, like for for people not keeping up with the Trump investigation. A lot of it right now has been focused on um, the accusation that Trump was making deals to build a Trump Tower in Moscow right up to and perhaps Mm. even beyond his presidential campaign, which is illegal. So using the, you know, the position that you're in to to make business deals. And what not a lot of people noticed in Emin's Instagram video is that he chose to deliver that message standing right in front of two big posters showing artist renditions of a future Trump Tower in the middle of Moscow. No. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You can see, is that video still up? 
It's still up. Like, he clearly intentionally did it. One, as a big fuck you to whoever the investigators are. And two, like, to a nod to Trump. Absolutely. Like, he knew no. Trump was going to watch that video and um, and chose to do it in front of that. Yes, yeah, so that's just a little update on Emin. He's in quite a lot of hot water now, but... Uh, uh, all right, we, shall we move on to the reason why we're all here, Isabel? To get judge, drunk, you to just, get drunk. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm drinking quite Sorry. fast already. Um, to judge the entries to this year's Eurovision, you decide. The UK's entries to the Eurovision Song Contest. You excited? Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> after hearing them, I can't say. I would have excited, is the Don't word. Let me- <laughs> I think we have this same reaction every year, if I'm honest. But uh, Yeah, uh, which is why was- I'm bloody fed up with the bbc i do i do this to us year on year out so i've got a a a sort of script structure in front of me and just so you're aware isabel and that listeners are aware i do have one point in the in the structure ahead of us where i have in capital letters rant so just so you know (laughs) there will be a moment during this podcast where i've written out a short rant uh to 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 discuss but great until until then we will persevere uh and uh, i'd just like to start by saying that we have you know the bbc are trying different things out and this year they've introduced a new format to the way that um yeah uh that the the decision making process is done so what they've done is rather than the six um random songs that they uh have done the previous few years they are presenting three songs and each song is sung by two different acts in different styles. Mm. So we're going to hear six songs in all. And the process that happens is before any public vote happens, a panel of judges will select one of the performers from each song who will go through to a final public vote. So the public will only be deciding between three different songs. They won't be deciding between like two of the same song on one of another. It's it kind of interesting to see how that will affect the way that the the song comes out and i think it might result in some different uh results that then would be if we just chose from six random songs we're gonna start and uh, we both have a selection of samples of these songs um we are going to start with the song bigger than us sung by michael rice now uh mm-hmm. as we have come to expect from uh the you you decides gone by uh, a lot of these people have featured in singing competitions uh now michael rice uh, actually uh, unusually won the tv singing competition called all together now which if you don't know featured a hundred judges and jerry halliwell yeah um, <laughs> have you seen it i no, because i it's come out since it's... i've moved over here so i had no idea what this I... was accidentally saw an episode of it over christmas the celebrity <laughs> version it's incredible i don't know why i haven't Is been it watching good? it up until now it's amazing oh the judges are all um they're all singers professional oh, right. or semi-professional singers in some aspects uh-huh. so these are uh-huh. like this is like pub singers wedding singers um like backing art like you know like backing artists and yeah uh, it, it, it's a real odd bunch of people it's like musical take me out so they all stand there and then when someone starts singing they then like press a button and stand up or they just stand up and their thing goes gold (laughs) and then however many of the hundred stand up that's who likes the song and then whoever gets the most who stand up gets the next bit oh i like Uh, it (laughs) it's bonkers yeah um i'm well i'm well into it it's hilarious jerry hallowell is great uh this guy this guy won it uh last year and um so you know he's doing pretty well he's doing pretty well he spent some time being a busker in hartlepool um and he said in an interview with esc extra that his sort of favorite eurovision song is the 2017 winner salvador sobral and he hoped that he could that's uh, his favorite eurovision song well, the, he he said that he hoped he could emulate the style. No, uh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna be vaguely supportive of Michael Rice, but <laughs> I can tell you for a fact: anyone who says that their yeah. favourite Eurovision song yeah. is is Salvador Sobral, I've got no beef with Salvador. I've got no beef with that song. But anyone who says that's their favourite yeah, Eurovision yeah. song, 
yeah. has not watched Eurovision. Bloody last year, Suri, um, you know, the song, whatever, she wasn't great. She's, she was a great singer. The song wasn't amazing that she was let down on that. Yeah. But Suri yeah. knows, she lives, breathes, oh, yeah. knows Eurovision. So I had no qualms with her going through. Like that girl yeah. bloody yeah. loves it. She yeah, can yeah. represent us. He, I guarantee, <laughs> has never watched Eurovision in his fucking life. <laughs> Michael Rice, I don't know. May, I don't I don't know. Maybe uh, look, upset. he was in an interview and someone asked him and he said this answer. So maybe I'm misrepresenting by saying his favorite no. Eurovision song. He's misrepresented but, himself, mate. All right. <laughs> you don't, well, don't, don't Okay. Before we judge any anymore, <laughs> let's listen to the song and then we can talk about it a little bit more. This is Michael Rice Bigger Than Us. It's bigger than you and me This kind of love It's bigger than everything we see So that was the gospely, uh, big sounding, bigger than us by Michael Rice. Uh, okay, we know what you think about him as a man now, Isabel. What, what do you think about the song? <laughs> um, um, it's uh, it's very fine. It's very fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the the key, that key change pains me. It's horrible. They should take it Good. out. It's, it's, it's the yeah. worst bit of the song. I don't yeah. know why they put yeah. it in there in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's out of the two obviously we'll listen to Holly's in a second yeah, I do think yeah. out of the two it's the better version sure. uh, and actually in fact I'm going to hold all so I was going to say in terms of um, sure. where I think they're going to do on the night like okay. uh, on you you decide like how it's going to yeah. end up but I'm going to wait till the end and then I'll give yeah. my summary yes. of everything yeah, yeah. It's fine. He has a lovely voice. He clearly yep. can sing. He won that competition with Jerry Halliwell. Yep. I'm ignoring the fact that he's never watched Eurovision, and I guarantee you he hasn't. <laughs> I would, I would bet a thousand pounds on the fact he does not know Eurovision. Um, he no, I'm not. I'm going to stand by this. You meet like no. just random people oh, in the street. Fair. If you if you say. Eurovision and they go oh lovely like if they actually do love it they'll go oh yeah you know you remember that 1996 yeah. entry from Serbia yeah. oh my god I listen yeah. to that all the time like everyone has their actual favourite it's not sure. the, the nice soft one two, that won two, two years ago two years ago no that's fair. that's that's fair uh, I, it's fine they're definitely uh, trying to emulate the, the sort of the surprise successful song of Austria last year Nobody But You with like the gospel and the le- you know you remember that one the uh, the lovely oh, looking yeah. man no one could you know and it's like why it done so well yeah it started with like piano like a soft piano and then it built and built and built and had that gospel choir and that's yeah. definitely uh, the spirit of this one as well so clearly they they took from that I have um, made some I've borrowed some science from uh, the wonderful <laughs> publication of Pop Bitch uh, yeah. every year. They pre- in the lead up to Eurovision itself, but also in the in the lead up to You Decide, they produce a scientific report on the quality of the songs and the likelihood that they'll do well at Eurovision based on a whole uh, number of things, including the lyrics, uh, the key, the tempo, the key ch- whether it's got a key change or not, based upon uh, you know recent years in in Eurovision. Now this one, as we have said in the past, uh, minor keys do uh, very well. Major keys in recent years, basically since 2000, uh, don't do very well at all. This is in C major, which is very major, which is bad. Uh, The tempo is 80 beats per minute, which they say is mixed. Uh, But the key element here is the fact that this song contains a key change which they describe as awful yeah uh, having it having a key change is um uh, is not uh, a good thing to have in a modern uh, eurovision competition it's a relic of the past and what they say is the songs here last three minutes and so if you need a key change to to keep the momentum going then clearly the song isn't good enough to to yes. maintain that three minutes great um, fully agree so this is the song's fatal flaw. I would agree with you that if you're thinking about it emulating Austria's Nobody But You, it does a, a good job of being a, a, a proxy of that. 
But that key change just kills but we, that but song we shouldn't, for me. But I, I think anything that Eurovision uh, of recent years has shown us is that the winning songs aren't proxies of anything. They're no, not. They're absolutely. not ones that have. You know, they might do well. They might do all right. Like the Russian entry a few years ago that was a massive rip off of the Swedish entry from <laughs> years yeah. previously yeah. of uh, uh, Heroes. And with, yeah. even with the staging and stuff, you might do all right. You're not going to win though. I'm at the point where genuinely I might just start giving up on UK and put my flag behind someone else. Another one. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you got Italy now at least. You got. But oh, I don't want to support Italy. They're shit. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this discussion with Danny in the last couple of days. I'm not. Okay, so um, we're going to save our, our judging and our, like full, complete judging until the end. So let's move on, Isabel. We are moving on to, uh, th- as we said, the same song, different rendition. Um, <laughs> this is by singer Holly Tandy. Uh, Holly Tandy. Shall I, I'll, I'll give a little bit of, oh, you'll, you'd like this. Holly is, she's just 17 years old. Uh, which I didn't realise, but she's from Barnsley. She's Barnsley, a Yorkshire lass. South Yorkshire. Good for South her. Yorkshire. Good for you, um, Holly. She, she took part in the X Factor in 2017 and got praise for her big voice. Uh, <laughs> she she did, however, struggle in the live shows and eventually finished uh, in seventh place. And the BBC article uh, that's written about her explains that she has a nice hat. So oh. that, that's something going for her, at least. <laughs> that's that's um, what she has going. That's not great. That <laughs> she has a nice hat. Um, so let's have a listen to her version of Bigger Than Us. Oh, I won't give up and I won't let go All right, that was Holly Tandy there with Bigger Than Us. Isabel, would you like to share your thoughts on this country-infused song? <laughs> um, it's perfect, again, perfectly fine. I yes. think, yeah, it's obviously a little bit more up-tempo than Michael's version, whereas his is a slightly more theatrical, uh, deep and meaningful. Um, I am worried about the fact that, you know, the stuff saying about Holly struggled in the live show, she's only 17. Mm-hmm. As we've seen before, like last year, yeah. Uh, or quite you know quite a few years now you have a young singer got an amazing voice recording vocally got an amazing voice but you stick them on stage yeah. uh, and they just crumble like the vocals yeah. fall apart because actually they're trying to concentrate on too many things they're trying to dance they're trying to look serious they're trying to have a nice time and it's just not strong enough so i will be worried for holly at the live show the yeah the song either for either version the song is is just fine it's a fine song but yeah. this is not going to win Eurovision for us. Nope. Like that song does no. not, uh, doesn't jump out at you. It doesn't make you want to dance. No. It doesn't make you want to no. cry. It doesn't like, there's nothing that stands out. It sounds like every other Eurovision You Decide entry that's been around. You know, like every year there's been a song that sounds just like this with slightly different lyrics. I'm at the stage now where, you know, you can have the 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 vague hope that one of these songs will be a Eurovision winner. But what I'm hoping for and wishing for is that we can put in a song that will make you know people across europe when they're watching go oh that was like good that was a fun song like i had fun watching that they're not gonna like you know they're not gonna vote it 12 every time or even 10 every time but they'll go oh yeah i really enjoyed that yeah with these songs or this these two songs that we just listened to they'll go yeah, it's like all the others, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll get lost you know, amongst everything else. Yeah, it'll get lost. Um, let's do pop bitch science. Uh, it's, it's pretty similar. Uh, key is F sharp major, which is actually pretty bad. It's come bottom, very bottom twice since the year two thousand. Uh, tempo ninety five beats per minute. That's bad too. Uh, however, there is no key change, which is very good. But overall according to science it's not going to be something that people will like so um we've got we've got to trust the science haven't we we're nothing we science um isabel are you ready to move on to the next song Mm. (laughs) i think we i think we have to do it so we are are going to move on (laughs) to jordan 
Clark. Oh. Bless his oh. cotton socks <laughs> with the song Freaks. Let's give a little bit of background information first. Jordan Clark competed in Brits Got Talent 2013 as part of a band called The Luminites. No relation to the Lumineers. Uh, but he was also in a pop band called... This is one of the worst... Well, one of the most pop boy pop bandy names I've ever heard. A band called Chasing Midnight. Nope. <laughs> nope. nope even a song called it. chasing midnight but a band called chasing midnight it sounds like it just sounds like they're kids trying to stay up late yeah like, oh, that's what on. that reminds me of like you're gonna like chase a mid- 12 year old <laughs> who like are you mum's my mum's my bedtime's still at nine o'clock but i mm-hmm. want to stay up till midnight <laughs> that's the thing like if that's like for like well i guess it's aimed at teenagers but like for anyone over the age of 15 the idea of like, chasing midnight is like yeah, that's fine. I can just stay up on Friday and like yeah, pr- go for out at like and like yeah. over fifty-five. Yeah, you're chasing yeah. midnight. You gotta you yeah. gotta stay awake that late. You've got to be able to anything in between those age brackets. Though it's like, yeah. mate, I can uh, happily like I'm allowed to stay up to when I want, mate. <laughs> it's fine. Four a.m. Fine, I'll be all right. Ch- yeah, chase, chasing seven a.m. They should be. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is when you're in your twenties <laughs> and thirties. <30s. laughs> God, really chasing 7am now he did, he did an interview with ESC Extra and he spoke about how you know he gets quite nervous before stage and he went oh yeah before I go on stage I go to the toilet every five minutes Pat, my cat's got a UTI at the moment and she goes to the toilet every five minutes maybe he's got a I UTI you yeah, might need to get that looked at should we send him a tweet just say like heard about your interview might be might a be UTI cystitis. you might want to go out <laughs> Uh, I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Um, okay, so interestingly, this is a this is a fact that I'm going to bring up later. Uh, this song was written by a duo called Rick Parkhouse and George Tizard, who have written songs for Take That, Cheryl Cole, and interestingly, the band Green Day, which I may refer back to later on. Shall we have a listen to a sample of Jordan Clark's Freaks? We could all be disciples. And we'll ride our own Bible. We'll put freaks in the tired toes. It's me, you, your two, and Wavu. So if you've had enough, then come to the land of the lost and lonely. Don't be afraid, we'll be one big family of freaks like you and me. Okay, that was the very, uh, I'm going to say, very wet not even wet just ugh, uh, <laughs> freaks by jordan clark would you isabel like to open things up here um with your review of freaks yes so it's interesting that the writers uh of the song also wrote for green day because one of my pieces of um uh, my, my 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 notes that i wrote was sounds like a budget my chemical romance song exactly what i write as well oh my god isn't it it's like a really yeah. wet my cap it's like one that they went no i'm not having that it's shit like we're rockier than this we're harder than this which <laughs> which is the whole problem with this song and him singing it it's, yeah well okay actually that's two separate things there's a problem with the song the problem with the song is that this is targeted at um pre-teens this is targeted yeah. at like tween age kids who are feeling a bit like oh i don't really know where i fit in the world uh yeah i'm a freak as well which actually is not the mass voting public of eurovision no. like you might get in a few older people that are like yeah i never fit in when i was a kid either <laughs> but this isn't that it's targeted at a really weird audience for Eurovision. Yeah. And then the problem with the singer singing this song is you can't have a clean cut boy next door type Mate. singing a song about being a freak and being misunderstood. Let, listen, this is the bit where I put in in capital letters rant. And I think you've just, <laughs> you've just ranted. We are on exactly the same level. It's ridiculous. Can I, can I, can I go through my, I've written some, several bullet points. And if I, like, I'm going to say the same thing as you. And I'm going to cut down my voice in the rest of this episode so that I can do this one bit. Go I just need it. to get... I just need to get this out, okay? Yeah. We know that this is not a good song. We can tell that. Yeah. I think... Okay, so let's look at the content. And actually, I'm going to say that I quite like the lyrics of this song. Maybe it's because of my little emo-y past or whatever. But I like the the use of French and all that sort of stuff. But 
Let's look at the content. This is a song about a marginalized group or a marginalized individual. It's a song about uh-huh. being kicked to the side, being the one left out of the party and celebrating that fact. So why have we chosen a stereotypically good-looking pop star to sing it? A it's, stereotypically it's, white male yeah. pop star to be singing it as well. The most non under like marginalized yeah, yeah. group he, in like, the main, the most mainstream so the most mainstream the most looked after by everyone in the world white men uh, yeah <laughs> yeah middle class white men that as well so this this is a this is a problem with the idea of getting songwriters to write a song and then just randomly selecting it uh, selecting an artist to sing it who who could sing it well but just just ran some random person there's there's a complete lack of connection and if you look back at the past four winners of eurovision last year netta sung about being an empowered woman who won't let other people control who she is or what she looks like or whatever and that's a fair representation of who who she is the year before we had salvador sobral who was a slightly odd but genuine man singing a song written by him and his sister which is a slightly odd but genuine song the year before that we had 1944 written by a ukrainian woman whose family had been involved in the russian ukrainian conflict Jumping back to this song, you can hear that this song is is begging to be sung, as you said, by a band like uh, My Chemical Romance or even Green Day or just like a, a, a emo-y, grungy band. And if they had done that, if they had, for this version of the song, got a, you know, a band with a lead singer guy who wears eyeliner and was just like super emo, I think I would have like liked this song, not necessarily yeah, to win, like but I would Yeah, some like androgynous type. Yeah. Yeah. you're like yeah and probably it, you were picked on at school probably you absolutely did yeah time. yeah yeah and 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 at least then you've got the different styles whereas what we have here and actually the other version of this song is is better and you know we could talk about it then but you've got two fundamental pop songs whereas the idea of this format is that you have different styles and so if yeah. you had an emo version of the song and a pop version of the song i'd be really excited about it even though the song necessarily isn't isn't that strong itself yeah so what i'm saying is we need to we've got writers now who are starting to come forward and, and write songs who are working with these big bands like cheryl cole and take that and blah 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 we need to start thinking about the people behind the pop so what I'm saying is in future, in future years, we need to get interesting people who, are, who can relate to the song in a real, genuine way. Uh, and so I'm st- I want to start a campaign for people behind pop. We need people, not just pop. People behind pop. That's my people rant. People behind pop. That's, your, that's <laughs> okay, the platform you're standing on. People Love behind it. pop. We need people behind pop. I uh, my review of him is that he's not as bad as Dreamer the astronaut song last year. I could be an astronaut. So awful. He's n- not quite as dull as him, but he is the dullest of the whole selection here. And uh, I, uh, yeah, his rendition of the song's not good. Science D flat major, not great. Eighty three BPM, very bad. Pop bitch says, and there's no key change, which is good. But this the is why I get so irate about the BBC and the people that are controlling this from the UK side of things. What were they thinking putting this together, this combination together, this yeah. song within the stat style with this singer? Yeah. Like who is the brains behind this? They, I just don't, there's just no thought being put behind it. Like, especially with the fact that we should be thinking, you know, the world, the Western world anyway, or not like especially, has been going through these big changes in the last couple of years yeah. in terms of really being focused on, uh, on on diversity and inclusivity and like who, rep- and representation, really. This is about representation, like how you represent your film or your song or your TV show or whatever yes. that may be, your business in whatever sense that is. And this in itself, Jordan, bless you. Sorry, this isn't really about you. You're just a young singer. Um, Jordan and this song in this format shows a complete uh, disregard and no thought put behind how this song should be represented, how this singer should be represented and how the UK wants to be represented. There you go. But um, (laughs) All right, let's, let's move on to the next rendition of this song, Freaks. Uh, it's by a trio. Uh, this uh, song is uh, called, it's called Freaks, but it's by a, a girl group called Made. And Made are a new girl group uh, and they are made up of the fantastically named. No. Nope. These are the, the, 
No, you, you the... say fantastically, I say appallingly. <laughs> but go for uh, it. I'm going to go through Cat Cleave, mm. Blythe Jandu, mm. and mm. <laughs> Miracle Miracle Chance. <laughs> Let's hope they have a miracle chance of winning. Eurovision, <laughs> you decide. Uh, no, these guys have. Um, they've actually got no t- TV talent show experience, but they've all collectively performed in a number of musicals they were in um a drama school together um and actually Blythe will be appearing in the new Aladdin movie coming out later this year wow shall we have a listen to Freaks by Made in capital letters by made isabel give us your thoughts uh way way better than the jordan clark version mm-hmm. they you can tell uh, like their their musical theater backgrounds make sense because it's a very theatrical yeah. uh, number isn't it very dark yeah. very haunting um yeah. again like three <laughs> extremely attractive um, musical <laughs> theatre actresses yeah. Yeah, yeah. and soon-to-be movie stars, at least one of them. Yeah. Um, again, not... Re- I mean, I I doubt any of them have been called freaks ever in no. their lives. No. Still not quite really grasping it in terms of the representation no. of who should be singing this song. But the song is much better. I do... I, I vaguely enjoy this version. Yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah. I, I agree. I think it. I you know the harmonies that they do. It's it's way more interesting and actually. Sort I'd be of look, the, I'd be the, interested to see what the staging's going to be for this one. Yes. Like with how haunting it is, they could do something really interesting here, uh, and with the fact that they are all performers, thespians, yeah. um, they shouldn't be shy about um, kind of going all out in terms of how they perform it. So that might yeah. be a turning point in it if they do something a bit weird. I'm not so against this one, but um, it, 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 in terms of the science, this is probably the best one so far. The key is in D major, but it does it, they sort of do some interesting things with it. So it goes into kind of minor keys halfway through and, and, and stuff like that. So it, it's, it's mixed. And then the tempo is 80, which is mixed. Uh, and there's no key change, which is good. So on a science basis, that song is the best one so far, which probably says a okay. lot for our chances uh, in in the contest. But let's move on. We've moved on from Freaks and moving straight on to Sweet, Sweet Lies. Uh, we have the song Sweet Lies by, uh, first up, Kerry Ann. Um, Kerry Ann is a former teacher who was on the 2015 series of The X Factor and she made it to judges' houses, which meant she got to visit Simon's ca- Simon Cow's swanky pad, but sadly was eliminated there. Um, she, in an interview, she gave a couple of hints about her performance and said there'll be, you know, there'll be a few pop and lock dance moves, but we'll have to see if there's a full-on routine uh, during it. Um, the song was actually co-written by uh, a woman called Lise Cabell, who also uh, co-wrote the Eurovision winner and has been involved, uh, the song, in uh, Eurovision You Decides in the past, Only Teardrops. So the writing has got... Uh, Eurovision caliber um, previously. Should we have a listen to Sweet Lies by Carrie Ann? Carrie Ann with Sweet Lies. Isabel, I'll be very interested to hear your impression of Sweet Lies by Carrie Ann. This is this is my favourite one of all of them. Uh, yeah. Not just of this version of this song, like of all the songs that have been put in. What a banger. Yes. What a dance banger. Like what if this came on in a club, I well, already, I know, I know like all the lyrics already. I've listened to it three times. And as soon as it comes on, I'm like, yes, yes. loving this. If this came on at a night out, 
in most clubs, you, the dance floor would be full of people dancing. Like this would be oh, totally. this would be a number one dance hit. It's great. It's a bit the one thing that get the one thing I will say about it is that as with previous you decide songs, it's a bit repetitive. It gets a bit repetitive. Sure. There's no change sure. in the lyrics. Like there's lots of repetition. Last year was the worst year for that at you decide. Yes. Every single it song was like, presented yeah. was just the same words repeated over and over and over again. Uh, which it does get a bit like that. But I suppose as a dance track that's yep. dance tracks so that's what they're like anyway so you can kind yes. of get away with it with this version um yeah this for me really fun she's clearly an amazing singer and a, and a bit more of a seasoned singer um I'm not saying that she's dead old like but she's obviously not 17 um so can hold herself yeah it's gonna i hopefully it's gonna be able to hold herself on stage do an amazing performance really belt this out people in the audience if you imagine this on stage at eurovision with some amazing strobe lighting everyone in that audience is going to be going wild for it at home you're going to be dancing along like you said earlier if we can put oh. forward a song where at least the the world <laughs> watching yeah. goes oh oh this is fun from the uk isn't it like not necessarily i'm not saying this is going to win it i don't think that any of these songs are going to win eurovision for us but this i could see this getting solid like sevens if this came out from another country, if at Eurovision this was another country put this song forward, I would be bopping along to it every single It'd time. Be on your playlist. I'd be fighting for it. Would be straight on the playlist. This is going yeah. on the playlist for sure. Eurovision yeah. best best of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be one that you'd be looking forward to on the night of the final as well. Like you'd be fighting for it to get through the semis. Especially if this, if this was like you know three quarters of the way through the night you're a little bit drunk and i remember mm-hmm. when when we hosted like you've at had that a point few night, really soppy shitty yeah, like you're just ballads before then absolutely you're just begging to stand up and dance and if this thing came on like everyone would be like yeah thank god yes and totally agree it's a it's like a, a five to eight point song but that's that's a lot that's better than we've done for quite a while Ever. yeah like solidly like yeah, I mean, like, solidly, this would get points for most countries, I think. And think about, like, the Euro Club, uh, you know, at, at Eurovision in the days leading up to Eurovision. Yeah. This is straight on. This is, like, peak of the night song. You don't even need to do a remix. You know, we had club remixes of Lucy Jones, like, yeah. two, two years there ago. There was even remixes but, of Suri last year. And yeah, that was oh, a yeah, re- yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. This is... This is that remix already and this will go on the top of all of those DJs playlists and you think building up to it there's events in countries across Europe uh, where you go out and it's the Eurovision build-up party or whatever this would be on that list and so I, I think that has genuine impact on how yeah. certain people vote um, yeah well because so- they do that they the, you know the performers as well before like before Eurovision leading up to it and uh and you know obviously after it as well in terms of they'll tour this song around and they'll play at the Eurovision yeah. parties in London and wherever else and obviously trying to build up uh you know momentum with their song get everyone excited about this this in comparison to sorry freaks again for Jordan. doing this to you Jordan but freaks <laughs> by Jordan going and, and singing that. that oh god I hope that she does it like do you remember back in the 90s with those uh, like dance hits that would be like featuring like a really great singer and they would yeah. just like stand on stage and really deliver. They wouldn't do like a huge Yeah, dance she doesn't need to do like a that. big dance routine. Like she can dance along at bits, but she doesn't need to do a dance routine to this. Like other people can, that like if they want backing, but she doesn't yeah. need to. She just needs to look phenomenal, turn up in like a sequin jumpsuit yes. and absolutely slay the song. Mm-hmm. I think this is my favourite I hope the public vote this through. It's the most different. It's the most yeah. uh, separate from every, from everyone. Same. And I, I hope that she does this. And in terms of the science here, it's in G minor. It's the first minor yeah. song we've had. So that is very good. Actually, G minor is one of the best minor uh, keys that we could have. The tempo is 125 BPM, which, they, which Pop Bitch says is a little on the edge. I think 126 is um is like a really bad one like a lot of losers have been 126 bpm but could be corrected in once if it's been selected could be corrected could be knocked down a couple of bpm really not noticeable in terms of in terms of actually listening to it but just takes it away from the sketchy and of course there's no key change so the science says this is the best one so far we like it best and um i i desperately hope it gets through let's move on to the last the last one here which is the same song sweet lies by the singer anisa 
uh, Anissa uh, was named BBC Asian Network, uh, was named by, sorry, BBC Asian Network as one of the future sounds in 2016. She has since... Future uh, sounds. Future sounds. <laughs> like, what's, what a future... She's not, she's not an entity. Like, well, she is like, no, she's I know. a human. She's a future in, sound. In 1995, the future sound was the sound of your internet connecting. Do you know what that was? Like, <laughs> she is the future sounds. Uh, she has supported Neo, Brandy, and James Arthur in concert. Oh, and wait. has recorded a, yeah, recorded a track with uh, grime artist Wretch32. Um, Love him. So she's, she's like... Um, probably one of the more authentic uh, musicians of the group, really, I would say. Yeah. Um, Shall we have a listen to her rendition of Sweet, Sweet Lies? We're lying skin to skin Our love is paper thin I need your skin to skin I need your Don't tell me where you've been Don't want to hear a thing Don't tell me where you've been Can you tell me There we go. That was Anissa with Sweet Lies. Isabel, your initial thoughts? Yeah, perfectly nice song. Um, yeah. It sounds, you know, it's very kind of early noughties R&B. I could imagine yeah. Alicia Keys releasing this back in the day yeah. or someone similar. She's yeah. got a lovely voice. She's obviously very talented. She's a future sound, don't you know? Oh, yeah. Um, well, 2016, which says, oh. you know, she should be present She's sound the sound now. of the present now. Sound. Sound she's of the, the sound network, of yeah. now, <laughs> which is why she's going for Eurovision. Yeah, yeah there we go. Um, Maybe she's the sound of the then. She's the sound of about, about eight months ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. She, yeah, it's perfectly nice. I just don't think, well, A, I don't think it's as interesting as the Carrie Ann version. Although I will say no. about this, this is the one um, pairing of songs that I think they've really gone for it in terms of we're going to give you two completely versions of it. Definitely, like, definitely. Two completely versions of the same song. So well done, Beeb yeah. and Carrie Ann and Anissa yeah. for this. Um, but in terms of You Decide... I think it's going to lose out to Sweet Lies just because Carrie Ann's is so upbeat. You're, you know, you to to compete yeah. against such a big, bold, bubbly, um, dancey song uh, that's with something like this, it's going to have to pull at heartstrings. People are going to have to be sobbing in their seats for, uh, for I think, for this to get voted through ahead of it. Yeah. And then even if it did, and even if it won, you decide. I think again, this Forget, it has to be. More a hundred times sadder and slower and more heartfelt for it to make an impact at Eurovision. I think we have the danger with this one is that depend and this is where the 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 format really comes into play where the judge the judging panel choose from the two songs the one that goes forward to the public if the judging panel are choosing on technicality and particularly vocal technicality you know anisa in this song is 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 doing you know running the scales is very vocally capable and so if there's someone or some people in that panel who listen to her singing and get particularly moved by that they may put this song forwards before carrie ann which i think would a lot of people would be pissed off by and the voting public would definitely vote Carrie Ann's one over Anissa. But if it's a technical panel, then then this has potential to go ahead. And I think it would be it would be very sad if it did because do we, we said, who, do we know who the judging panel are? We, maybe they they may be anonymous in order to avoid any retribution from their because this is bizarre. Like this is the one thing I don't understand about this um, this new process is that they've given us six songs. But we don't get to choose from the six songs. Some a group of other people uh, have will remove three of those songs. So why are we even showing those three songs in the first place? Exactly. Why don't they make that decision before the show and then we get those three songs? Or, make or do more two rounds of, of of voting, public voting. Yeah. So you hear the yeah. six songs. You have to vote between. Like you hear Holly, Holly and Michael. You vote between Holly and Michael. You hear Jordan yeah. and Mays. You vote between those two. You hear Kerry and Anissa. You vote between those two. I think that this is a step potentially, and maybe this is me thinking too big now. But what they may do is in future 
they may break it out into two uh, or more yeah. episodes so that you have this layer and it's publicly voted. I just don't think you can have two public votes in one episode, yeah. but potentially down the line. And obviously we know a lot of European countries do is they have, well, they have like six, seven, eight, you know, rounds yeah. to, before they get to the final. So, you know, we may see in a couple of years, two or three rounds where we're listening to the same song and then we choose from that who goes to the final which is you know in london in a you know in a, in a week's time and then they do it there and then it gets voted on again okay so should we do from each song who will get through to the next round yeah okay okay so bigger than us who do you think will get through out of michael rice or holly tandy michael rice i agree michael rice okay i think, I think holly will be if you're on the night Sorry, Holly. All right, freaks. Are we both going made? Made will get through. We're hoping for made. <laughs> um, and sweet lies. I think we're both agreed that we hope that Carrie Ann will be um, the one that gets through to the final, right? Yes, I think Carrie Ann is better. I okay. would hope that one gets through. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. then let's do first, second, and third from uh, Carrie Ann. Uh, um, uh, let's do sweet lies bigger than us and. Freaks. Oh, I don't know about first, second, and third. I don't know because oh. my I don't know for my for me. Yeah, I want I want Carrie Ann to w- win this. I want yes. Carrie Ann to go to Eurovision. I yeah. I really with every fiber in my being want her to get through because I think it's the best bet and the best song. I, however, I'm not fully confident that she will even win her category. Oof. Um, because of Anissa's wonderful talents, um, yeah. and because the BBC <laughs> are insane, uh, and I just don't, I don't trust them. Not that, like, I just don't trust the Beeb <laughs> to know what they're no. doing, really. Um, and I don't know who the judges are, whatever. So at, at this point, I don't trust that Carrie Ann will even get through that section. Um, and fun. even if she does, I, uh, with a heavy heart, am going to say that I actually think that Michael Rice will go through to Eurovision. Ugh. I, not, not because yeah. it's good but because people are idiots because people are idiots and actually for really? other reasons in fact and i'll go i'm gonna get a bit deep now for other reasons too being yeah. sexism <laughs> um that's a big reason actually yeah se- actually let's go sexism and racism on this because yeah. when you look at actually like who we will enter quite often, the UK and who wins things and who wins TV shows, you look at things like the X Factor yeah. years when like Fleur East, she should have nailed it. She should have won. Yeah. Didn't. Yeah. She oh lost, God, to, yeah. lost to a bloke who was all right and he's gone nowhere. And Fleur has yeah. not had the, 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 the career that she should have done. Alexandra Burke might have won, but again, has not had the career that she should have done. Amazing no. talents, incredible talents. And there's loads of stuff you can read. You know, there's art, there's always articles about this kind of stuff and pop stuff and leona lewis said well leona lewis is very rich in america she's all right um she done all right okay yeah she's (laughs) now she's all right i think actually she did quite big over there yeah we as a nation are not the best at uh, at controlling our biases no so um most most likely we will put forward white people um, yeah. And most likely that will be a man for like inner biased reasons. I'm not saying anyone is overtly being racist and sexist and sat there going, no. I trust the white man most. But um, out of Holly and Michael, it's part of the reason why I think Michael will go through over Holly. He's a slightly older man. Um, so I think that people will have more trust in him than Holly to be able to do this, uh, to, to do it, to, to do this properly, to, to win this for us potentially. Um, uh, and Carrie Ann, as I just mentioned, wonderful black female singers uh historically me and benj our lovely old friend benj um have talked about this often the phrase always the bridesmaid there's Mm. lots of pop stars in history who should have been a lot bigger than they were always a bridesmaid never a bride and Mm. um a lot of them are incredible black singers black female solo artists that have way better voices and way better stage presence um than a lot of their uh, a lot of their peers but just never seem to make it past always doing all right although interestingly this is the first time in well in the last three years that a 
uh, male has been the co- the kind of one of a couple of leading during like the last two years. Basically, it's been three women, three men, and the three women yeah. were definitely the ones that were that we're definitely going to get through um and not not that i'm defending white that. Uh, like, women though <laughs> so no, no, absolutely white white women, women. but yeah. of of the of the um female acts that are presented here there is holly tandy who's white and there is one member of maid who is white yeah. but the two other members of maid and carrie ann and anisa are not white i i think the representation is there but i agree and I, but i don't think we can necessarily um we can necessarily condemn the British public until the vote has happened. I, I agree with you that basically it's it will go down to Carrie Ann and Michael Rice and Carrie Ann, which is a step in the right direction. As we've both agreed, it's not going to be a winner. It's not going to be top 10, I would say, but it's a step in the right direction of thinking outside the box going, you know, what? we can just put a banger on and people will dance to it and people will enjoy it. And that's good. There we go. Lovely. So there we go, Isabel. That is our uh, uh, opinion on the UK You Decide entries. Uh, What we do have, though, is three countries that have already entered uh, and announced their, uh, not only their singer that they'll be singing, but also the song that they will be singing. And uh, these countries are Spain, France, and Albania. They've all chosen their song and their artist for 2019. Uh, we're not going to listen to them here because we've already listened to a whole bunch of songs. But Isabel, you and I have both had a listen to these songs. What do you think about these first three entries into Eurovision 2019? I haven't listened to them. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, oh, oh fuck. I didn't oh, realise I was meant on. to. I've just spilt wine all over my computer. <laughs> oh, God. I'm at my computer may shut off in any second. Leave this in. Oh, fuck. Hang on. <laughs> That's a proper pour on my computer. Oh uh, fuck! Uh oh. I mean, my computer's on. Do you want to? Do you want to listen to these songs, or shall we just? Shall we just skip it? No. If you've got an opinion on them, you can say so. I do want to uh, uh, highlight one uh, national finalist, and this is, as we've said in previous years, the national finals are really the place to go to if you want to hear the weird and wonderful that don't quite make it through to the uh uh to even the eurovision semi-finals let alone the grand final on, on the night and one i want to highlight is from our friends over in iceland uh you know we have a lot of a love for the icelandic people our first episode we obviously highlighted sylvia knight the wonderful entry uh, in love you iceland six yes so um this is a national finalist um and i want us to listen to it um uh, but I, I, I'll introduce them first. So this is a band called Hatari, and they describe themselves as anti-state S&M techno goths. Uh, they they have a song called Harid Munsigra uh, entering into the Icelandic uh, finals. Isabel, should we have a little listen to it? <laughs> That was Atari there with their S&M techno goth song Harid Mun Sigra. I am very excited about that song as well. What do you What do you feel about it? Love it. Love a bit of off kilter Eurovision. Love the Icelandics for putting something wild forward. I know. I know. It, it, there is a lot of shouting in that song. So the first half of that uh, little bit that we listened to was shouting, and the, I would say the majority of it is is shouting. The chorus is great. I really like the chorus. But I just love the the off-kilter. And I think Iceland are going towards the off-kilter this year. So I have a lot of hope for for Iceland going into this year to produce something that's a little bit different, a little bit fun, and uh, something that we can all get behind. (laughs) I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Is that it? Are we done? Are we good? Yeah. Let us know if you've lasted through to the end. (laughs) I mean, we've survived (laughs) Roland Spillage, so we can survive everything. I'm keeping that. I'm surprised my computer's still running. No, yeah, I'm surprised my computer's still here. 
uh, I didn't cut off. That's a that's a miracle. Anyway, um, uh, so we are back. We are back. We are back. We will be back in two weeks' time again with our first story. You know, it's story. your. It's your story in two weeks' time as well. Oh, I did shit. the last one of last season. I did, you? You got a right oh, story. God. All right, yeah. all right. Oh, God, I've got a lot going on at the moment. I'll get that done. I know, That's seriously. Right. And I got, I got to write a song. Yeah, you do. Uh, do a song, do a ditty, do something fun for us. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> okay, so uh, let us know if you have any differing opinions on us in, in uh, Eurovision You Decide. Euro for Euro, wait, yeah, Eurovision You Decide or anything else that we've said. Uh, you can email us at euphoriapodcast at gmail.com or tweet us at euphoriacast or at Isabel Chilman or at Roland Bodnam because we will more likely respond to those ones. Just tag us in it as well. Yeah. Be all yeah, right. yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to add, Isabel? Just that I love you. Uh, we did, <laughs> wait, me or the public? Both. Both. I love you. <laughs> love you especially. too, mate. You oh, are wonderful. And I'm looking forward You're to seeing great. you when you're back for your birthday. I know. Soon. I know. We haven't said. Well, did we say? I can't remember if we said earlier. I've I've polished off the bottle of wine, which is not great. I've got to talk to my mum in a minute. But I'm going to be over there for the Swedish semi-final, and we're going to the Swedish church, and we will record something from there. Yeah. But in the meantime, all we have to say is thank you very much for watching, listening, watching and listening. <laughs> very well inside a bottle of wine. And <laughs> We will see you in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.